Welcome back to Process. My name is Justin with Effective Remote Work. I did it. I've finally figured out time blocking. If you've listened to this podcast at all over the last couple of years, you'd know that I have tried time blocking on a number of occasions, trying to see the value of it for myself, but not really making it click. I've gotten over that hump and I wanted to share it with you the tips and ideas that have helped me get there. But first, I wanted to let you know of our brand new free guide called Remote Work 101. If you're a remote worker, which you probably are if you've been working in a knowledge work-based field over the last year or so due to the COVID-19 pandemic, this free guide outlines the top five skills that you need to be successful in being a remote worker. You can get this guide for free at effectiveremotework.com remote 101. So before we dive in today, if you want a breakdown of the specifics of time blocking, I've got a link to a video I've done in the show notes. If this concept is brand new to you, watch that first, then come back here. Now, I've been listening to a lot of Cal Newport's Deep Questions podcast lately. It's one I definitely recommend checking out as Cal's stuff is top-notch as it always is. And a side tangent, if you'd like me to try to get Cal on as a guest, let me know what you'd like to hear about from him. Hello at EffectiveRemoteWork.com. Send me a message. You might be familiar that Cal is a big fan of time blocking, and he talks quite a lot about it on his podcast. And if you've listened to this show for a while, as I mentioned, I've tried time blocking on a number of occasions. Every single time I've done so, I've felt stressed out and anxious over the stringent management of time. Thanks in part to Cal Newport and his podcast, I've come to a solution to that. First, a time block is not a schedule. It's merely a way to be intentional with your time. Just like a zero-based budget in the personal finance world, time blocking, you give every minute of your workday a job. The key is that you can break that time block. That was what was holding me back before. I felt like I had to keep a schedule when I made a time block. However, I don't. Instead, I can plan what I'm going to do for the day, and then if it needs to change, I just change it. You also might know that I've been a fan of the bullet journal, but I have now moved on from using that. I've taken my bullet journal and I'm now using it as a time block planner. The left page is my time block and the right is for task capture, not my task list for the day, but for things that come up in the day that I want to make sure that I keep track of. Then if I need to change my blocks, I just cross out the column from the current time to where the end of the day is, and then I rewrite the rest of the day in another column on the left page. Taking this mode of thinking has removed a lot of the stress when it comes to time blocking. The other thing that really helps me out too is that time blocking doesn't need to be granular. I used to think about time blocks in terms of projects. For example, I'm working from 10 to 11 on this project, 12 to one, I'm recording process, one to two, I'm checking my email and doing other administrative things, so on and so forth. But instead, I'm finding it works best for me if I schedule an area. An area to me is a set of work that kind of belongs together. It's similar to a getting things done context, but it's a bit more broad. It's just a class of work that can be batched together. Usually it's some kind of deep work that's involved, so on and so forth. So the areas of my life right now, for example, are writing, researching, production, and an admin. Writing is anything from writing a blog post to writing an outline to writing code. Researching is learning and also doing, say, keyword research for SEO or something like that. Production is recording these podcasts, recording videos, editing them, and so forth. And admin is essentially everything else in my life. I keep these lists in a Kanban board in my Obsidian vault. Each one gets a column, writing, researching, production, and admin. 
so that I have one place to go to see what I am currently interested in pursuing in those areas. In the last episode, we talked about top-down productivity, and this is kind of where that filter, this productivity funnel comes to a point, is in that list. And then I choose from that list in my day-to-day when I make my time block plan. My goal is to time block those areas, writing, research, production, and admin, into my day. And I use Obsidian to kind of decide what I'm working on in those time blocks. I'm not time blocking those projects, but I'm time blocking those areas into chunks of quote unquote deep work time. Writing stuff tends to go together, even if it's code to writing a blog post, my brain is in the same mode of thinking. Same thing with research, production, and so on. Third, I've learned that it's okay to embrace time limitations. If you have too much work to get to in a day, you probably have too much work in general. Time blocking can help you identify this. We often overcompensate for having too much work by trying to multitask, but we don't get as high quality in our output by doing so, or it takes us longer to get the work done. The point of time blocking is to create space for you to engage deeply with your work. And if you have too much going on, it's often difficult to engage deeply with the work that you need to. The fourth tip here today is to time block your workday only. Your leisure or time off shouldn't necessarily be time blocked. It's okay to schedule some of those things in or to have a plan for it, but time blocking is something that is more intensive to your day, to keep track of, to keep focused on. You're trying to keep yourself intentional throughout the day, so you need space at the end of the day or on your weekends to unwind without having to be intentional to keep a schedule. Also, time blocking time with your kids might not pan out the way that you think it will. Overall, these four mentalities towards time blocking, time blocking is on a schedule, it's a way to be intentional with your time, time blocking does not need to be granular, but instead use it to block in areas where you can batch work together, to embrace time limitations and to time block your workday only, this has alleviated the majority of the stress and difficulty that I have had as far as learning to time block. I've been blocking my time for a number of weeks now. I don't feel the resistance to it that I used to, which I would feel because I was like, "Uh, I don't quite get how this is helping me out. It feels like more structure that is not helping me. It's not letting me be flexible and creative like I needed to, but having this breathing room of not having to be locked into it and having this breathing room in regards to what I'm working on in a time block, focusing on an area versus a granular project has really helped me to be more intentional and less stressed throughout my day. Well, that wraps things up for this episode. If you if you found it helpful and you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, do follow us on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or your podcast player of choice. And don't forget to sign up for our free guide, Remote Work 101, at EffectiveRemoteWork.com slash Remote 101. Again, my name is Justin with Effective Remote Work. Thanks for listening to Process, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.